This is Matt Driscoll from the Weekly Volcano, and where am I? Oh, yeah, the, the Northwest Convergence Zone, where all things come together. Yes, I'm HD. And I'm Carrie. And I'm Ray. And this is the wow. Northwest Convergence. Convergence Zone. We are Dark 30 and we really appreciate you having oh, us on today. Oh, yeah, thank you. Hey, guys, you don't look very good. You guys need some Advil? Coming to you from the heart of the Pacific Northwest, with mouths as big as the Columbia River, egos as tall as Mount Rainier, smooth as the drive from Vancouver, B.C. to Portland, Oregon, it's the Northwest Convergence Zone. All right, everybody, welcome back into the Northwest Convergence Zone. Where apparently we don't look very well, but we feel great. It was a great night last night. We had a wonderful, fantastic time, and we'll get to that in a moment. But welcome to the Northwest Convergence Zone. I'm Big D, and it's good to have everybody here. This is Big Joe, and uh, using Will Farrell's line from old school, <laughs> a great time. <laughs> so greetings and salutations, as always, from the man cave in, uh, in I don't know, what city are we in? Hangover City. <laughs> yeah, Hangover City, Tacoma. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, but some of us don't have a hangover or just beat tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, man, I think uh, we finally got out of there about 3.30, and uh, oh, great time had by all. want to thank everybody who came out last night and rocked the Stone Gate down there on South Tacoma Way. It was our first anniversary show, uh, big party, big batch, whatever you want to call it, and uh, we have a lot of people to thank for that, man. I mean, we, you know, we hosted it and everything, but we couldn't have done it with out just a ton of people so we're going to try to roll through these and if we miss you we apologize but we we know that there were a lot of people involved and we want to thank you so much we got to thank the bands first they were the big big draw of the night Most and a lot of people came out and they were really digging it we had the midnight salvage company who pulled double duty they did yes. double shift yeah really appreciate those guys they did a great stellar set early and then they went downstairs and i understand they completely blew those they people did. away uh, National Broadcast came down from Seattle. That was a great show. First time they've ever played in Tacoma, and I think the people were digging it. Big Wheel Stunt Show. Big Wheel Stunt Show hammered it home. Yes, they did. That was their fun to watch. I love that. The Legend of Bigfoot melted some faces and left people uh, wandering. That's and, right. And uh, Beat Seed really was a lot of fun. And uh, it was just a great time had by all. Yeah. And we enjoyed all the bands. And uh, we, there were a lot of people in the crowd that we knew, though. Who, who, who all was there? She's well, we had uh, uh, Rainstone was there. Rainstone showed up. Heck, uh, Teddy Haggerty. Haggerty, that was great. The brothers. Uh, Sweet yeah. Kiss Mama Sweet was there. Sweet Kiss Mama. We had a really huge special guest, which was outstanding. Yeah, uh, that was like a real crowning moment for us. Uh, Buck Ornsby from the Fabulous Whalers showed up Very and nice. uh, really gave us a nice, uh, a nice prop on the stage. And uh, you know, he he's. A legend around here, and the fact that he would put a stamp, his stamp of approval on us, that just means the world to us. It but really thank does. you for coming, Bob. Yeah, and we had uh, we had great prizes that we gave away, man. I mean, oh. we had a whole like just table full of stuff. But I really want to, in particular, thank uh, Brian Keel from the Midnight Salvage Company, who uh, through his company they donated those. Pair Mariner of Mariner State. tickets that were in the front row on the yeah. third and a parking, parking pass. pass. That had to be our prize of the night, I that think. That was well, I don't know, man, because 
it, it was awesome. It was, we really appreciate it. But that poster, that frame poster, oh, that's true too. Autograph yeah. poster that Sweet Kiss Mama brought in. Oh man, I was trying to sneak that out the back door. Yeah, I had to pull it out of your hands. Like yeah, five you times. did because I was hoarding Hold that thing, trying to hide it, and you guys kept finding it, and you finally gave it away, you big dogs. So uh, we want to thank John Markert and uh, his team of volunteers. Yeah. They're the ones who handed out the laminates and. Uh, Help blow up balloons and you know get all those uh, glow sticks and stuff in order. And Big Jeff, help. Jeff Big Call, help. the, the owner, owner of Stone Gate, the yeah. man, the man. Yeah, he really, really helped us out and uh, kept us uh, up in the green room. You know, filled with beer and pizza and water and, pop. and all, the, all the wait staff too. The wait staff did a great. Everybody, everyone did a stellar job. But the biggest thanks has to go to. All of you who showed up yeah, and uh, came out to support the bands and came out to just have a really good time. Yeah, and thank you. We had a great time, and uh, we're having a tough day today. <laughs> That's right. Because uh, we had a really good time. But uh, <laughs> we got a good show for you lined up here today and uh, a stellar band. We got hip to these guys at the uh, benefit for Carol Parsons, and they came out and laid it down. And Double D and Wonder Boy and I were there, along with uh, our man uh, Glenn from Northwest Music Scene, who was also at our gig last night. It was good to see him. And uh, Oh Dark 30 is the name of this band. They're a great band, like a grooving band. If you ever get a chance to see these guys, we can't recommend it enough. Not only that, they have a, they have a, a racing team, and they have the Good Karma Foundation. So we caught up with Odark 30, and here's how that went. All right, everybody, our first guest on the big after-party program today. And, man, we should have had these guys there. If we could have <laughs> squeezed another band <sighs> in, it would have been these guys um, right here. Thank you. Thank uh, we first... Uh, you know, got hip to these guys at the at the benefit for Carol Parsons, and we're blown away. Oh, dark thirty! These guys are great guys, and we want to welcome Carrie, uh, HD, and Ray to the program today. Thank you. Oh, dark thirty right. guys, welcome. Thank you very much. Oh, totally happy. happy, happy, happy no, here. it's our it's our privilege. We uh, you know we we have a lot of bands in here, and we have a lot of young bands that 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 come through our, our cave here. It's the nice cave. to have some guys <laughs> in with some experience, and oh, you yeah. guys mm. totally fit the bill. Thank you. Let's let's go around and, and tell us a little bit about each of your individual history. How long you've been playing, and some of the bands you've been in. Well, for me, uh, I've been playing most of my life uh, as a child. <laughs> my all my family plays and. Uh, been around music for quite a while and you know played with uh, quite a few bands in the northwest hanging out here i seem to like the northwest the best it's great weather here great people and uh I, like i said i've been here all my life so just enjoy it thoroughly yeah out having a good time that's hd carrie yeah, i've been out here uh, since 69 <laughs> that was a good year. That's it good was year. a good year uh, for me. Not so good for some other people. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I've been playing in uh, multiple bands in the area, mostly cover groups for, since uh, the early 70s. Uh, probably the longest stint I spent with a band called Bone Orchard. And uh, Ray oh. next to me here was in that band for quite a few years, more than a decade. And uh, But... Uh, Moved out to Idaho, came back after five years of hiatus to get my brain together again. And uh, all of a sudden, a little bit of magic happened. Met HD through the uh, plug Craigslist and oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and another Craigslist band. Yeah, kind of. We met uh, secondhand. I met his brother first. Yeah, my brother and my sister. We were putting together a a, a, a Christian group, and we were going to be playing out at uh, some of the uh, Graham Jam and uh, some local venues. And uh, we needed a drummer, and uh, we put an ad up, and, and Carrie knocked on the yeah. door and, and I, said, "I know a drummer." Oh. <laughs> so, and I just went, "Wow!" I was I, the I agent went, wow, for the drummer. That, yeah. <laughs> and Ray, yeah. Oh me! I've been uh, I've been playing music since like I was 17 years old. My brother got me inspired to play because he was uh, my brother is just absolutely great guitar player, singer, mm-hmm. and a humorist, <laughs> and that got me inspired into humor, comedy, writing songs, and I wrote my first song at 17, and it's just been just been music ever since. I'm I'm a race car driver also. I race super modifieds and midgets and really heavily into that deal. Love that. I mean, racing is just going in my to Vegas. blood. Going, yeah, to going to Vegas, Vegas race super modified. Awesome. Here. Well, but, I don't want to uh, but, keep but, but don't it, get ahead it, of that. Yeah, but but the music thing is, uh, you know, uh, basically I've been playing writing music originals for a long time. Never really, you know, they're all good songs because they're all wrote from the heart. Every every last one of them. And, but they're all sitting there on the simmer on the burner and uh, like played in cover bands for years. Burn it out. The, the Bone Orchard Band with another guy named Stephen Helly played some great original music, and and that band, you know, it's it's still kind of around when we get when we get Stephen. We, we play still get together, yeah, we and do. and because it's great original music, and but then, like Carrie said, when when we got this thing together, we're some a little bit older guys, but. HD's got a lot of really good original Amazing. music. I got a lot of original music that uh, yes, wasn't really put out there yet. And mm-hmm. when we got together, it just like Exploded. it's like cake and cake and frosting, man. We just Exploded. it just yeah. we 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 think that less is more sometimes, <laughs> mm-hmm. and but it's real tasty stuff. Yeah. We don't try to overdo it. We just try to be ourselves. And man, the music it's magical because yeah. we're not all the best, but we are as a group. We play really well. Well, let's not keep the people waiting. I want them to hear this. We'll get back to you guys in a second. This is Odark 30, and the title of the track is Killing Me, Man. Name of the track is Kill Me Man, our guest, O-Dark 30. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Right. If you can't get up and dance to that, you need the heart power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a love song, that's for sure. Perfect. Uh, well, I'd ask you guys, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, your uh, various incarnations, your seasoned veterans. You've played around the Northwest a lot. Uh, how about some of your favorite places where you like to play and you've played in the past? Oh, wow. Man. Space Needle? 
I don't think some of them places are even in existence anymore. No. It used to be like the Lost Nightclub up there on Tacoma and, you know, uh, out in uh, all the fairs. We used to play like uh, the Farmer's Market down there. And, for what? Uh, I was featured uh, for seven years down in uh, Ording Days for the Red Hats Festival. I've played, uh, you know, Meeker Days. Like I said, I've been in the Northwest for a while, so I had a great opportunity to go out and uh, share my music and meet some great people who are right here in the Northwest. I like to, uh, you know, um, folk life festival, a bumper shoot, or or good times to play. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the a lot of the clubs we played in, um, like, like HD said, have changed hands and changed names, but are still there. Right. Now, you, you know, I heard you uh, mention the Furwood, the Furwood, the off ramp, which is what's it called? El Corazon. El, El Corazon. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, I used to play there a lot. Uh, we did a lot of East Side stuff. Used to play at Big Daddy's, which is now moved, still in Woodenville, but that's a new. That's Mike Summerfield's place, the bass player from Bighorn. Oh, okay. That's trivia. Yes, <laughs> but not trivial. No, no, not trivial. No. Yeah, not minutia. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, not same minutia. thing. Just about all the clubs yeah. you can play in the South End. You know, from the old China Doll to you know the old Ad Lib or Moonraker. Yeah. China Sales. Yeah. Did you ever play where there was any uh, riotous situations where you thought you were going to have to fight your way out of there? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we had. We started a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Actually, it was right down here at the Royal Bear. We were doing. Oh a, no! Wow. We were doing yeah. a, no we one prize there. Yeah, we yeah. started. We took a little break. Uh, I was playing with a uh, Blue Sky and uh, or not Blue Sky. Uh, 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 Magic Mountain, we did like some cover tunes of 50s and 60s stuff, and we took a little break, and uh, some people got into it, and the girls were doing it first, and some lady hit yeah. some guy in the head with a big old pitcher, and the owner's <laughs> yelling at the band, get up and play, get up and play. <laughs> Keep playing. Yeah, so, so we got yeah. up and played Born to be Wild. So we just kinda, yeah. <laughs> that brought the house down, so it calmed it's, everybody it seem, down. Yeah, it kind of seems that we've played places. This is a quick little, yeah. cute little story. There used to be a place on 4th Avenue in downtown Seattle called The Gray Door. It was really an underground parking garage that was lockable. <laughs> and I don't think anybody was in there was over 21. And they most of them had the, the hairdo with the spikes that are up on the top, <laughs> shredded jean jackets, and, the, and skateboards, and, and painted on tattoos because they couldn't afford real ones. And uh, it was a, basically a punk thrash party. There was one little blue crusty drum set literally... Nailed to the stage floor with nails through the bottom of the kick drum, one head on it, and the about five or six punk bands were sharing this one drum set. Uh, of course, the words, the the songs were were all the same for most of the songs, and you probably know what those words were. Yeah. But but I was not there to play with the punk band. We were invited oddly. I was playing with a band called the Ganja Farmers back then. I remember those guys. Yeah, Mike Ochter is a guitar yeah, player from that. Yeah, they were good. And These we went good. down there for a little jam. We were the last band to play. But Mike Ochter walks out on stage with his guitar and a black trench coat on. And he's kind of holding it closed. You could tell he's deliberately keeping it closed for some reason. He walks out on the stage and he takes a look at everybody. And I kind of kind of warm it up a little bit. Uh, if you've been to punk shows, you know these guys slam dance pretty hard. And yeah. they are getting pissed. And they're slam dancing hard to these very outrageous, high-energy punk bands that were just kicking it out hard. And there was a lot of, you know, a lot of scary moments there for a minute. And then we get up there, and we get up there with some uh, Mike Ochter on there. He goes and opens up his uh, 
his trench coat, and he's got these brown baggies that are taped inside with duct tape, and he reaches in there, and he's got all these pre-rolled things <laughs> that he pulls out, and he throws them out in front of him, hundreds Handfuls. Was, they were rolled oregano, correct? Probably. Um, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, it was safe. He was playing it safe. And, and they were all happy after that. Well, it, yes. was, it was weird how they were, were slamming into each other. And then we start with the Ica beat, some kind of cool reggae tune that he was playing. And uh, all of a sudden, it was peace and love. <laughs> peace I'll and tell you love. what, there's this huge cloud that developed. It made our lights look go. better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs a fog machine? Who needs right? a, fog a fog machine? Fog machine. Yeah. And uh, these guys were just, it was all turned into circle dances now, whirling dervishes <laughs> hand in hand. It all was the really girls are doing that Grateful scene. Dead dance, you know. Uh, I mean, Amazing. If you have yeah, a colorful imagination, back. it was a peaceful scene. And so instead of actually causing a riot, we uncaused a riot. <laughs> De-rioted the place Very of course nice. they had us back the next night and guess who was the opening band <laughs> i think that's information anyway, that yeah. the government wants to know. anyway that's yeah. kind of the that's the effect we have on people well i want to Very remind good. everybody that uh, you can go check out oh dark 30 uh saturday the 12th at oh, sound yeah. harley davidson in marysville they're going to be hitting the stage like around noon and uh, you guys are going to rip it up out there. That oh, sounds yeah. like a great event. Is this going to be outside, like in the parking lot? Uh, we believe so. Yeah. Excellent. All right, yeah. let's go into Hope another tune. This is Odark 30, and this is titled In Between. Name of the track in between our guests today, O Dark 30. And like I said, Woo! we saw these guys at O-Dark. the uh, benefit for oh, yeah. Carol Parsons. I can't recommend them enough. They are a good time band. Oh, thank you. Not only that, these guys have a really big heart. Let's talk a little bit about O Dark 30 and your charity work. And uh, we'll get into the racing in a moment. But you guys are a well rounded band. You guys don't mind helping folks out. Tell us about your mission, your cause, and, and some of the things you've done. Wow, great. Well, our mission and our cause right now is communities and schools because uh, the state of Washington budget crisis has forced a lot of music cuts and and uh, our kids aren't going to get what they need. So we're starting uh, a thing called Good Karma. So if it's for people who want to donate their vehicle, we'll come and get it because I do own a, 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 a towing company also. And basically, that's what we do is we go out and we pick up donation cars and we turn them into money for charities. And one of our pet project for Good Karma car donation is to help communities and schools uh, help uh, kids have instruments and other things they may need to uh, succeed in school since the state of Washington is going to cut all that stuff out. So that is our, our big mission right now. 
Very good. Uh, I want to go back to uh, the the vocals on uh, the last track uh, between uh, uh, HD and Carrie. Are you guys uh, sharing vocals, or uh, how does that work out? Because the vocals are soulful, tight, just and your harmonies incredible. Just loving them. Well, mostly like uh, on the the main vocals for like such as in between. Uh, that song was uh, an instrumental when it started out. And uh, when I married my wife, uh, her dad used to play acoustic guitar, and he wrote this folk tune called In Between for his wife. And we never really knew how the music went, but all of a sudden it just clicked right on my song, and it fell right in and, and just gelled in there. And uh, so we come out and we sing. The, the main lead part will just come straight out as it's written. But uh, the backups and stuff, these guys, they work really hard on, the, on rehearsals and stuff. And uh, we stop and we, we work it out and find the spots we need to fine tune and boy i tell you it doesn't take long and once it starts flowing it just goes and i I just so excited about that yeah Yeah, we got to give a lot of props to to the guy who helped produce this brent derosher up in uh rogue studios rogue island studios up in the rainier brewery up there yeah he helped get some of the best out of us and he had some really good ideas and he really pulled us together to to, to producing us and to get it get it to a such level once again it is family so tell us uh tell us who uh, round out your band tell us who else is in the band oh we have a great bass player uh tim haley he's from granite falls from the embattled city of Granite Falls. <laughs> and, uh, if anybody's watched the news up there. And so, yeah, Mayor right. Salim is fighting Look with his... Look out. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway, Tim Haley's from Granite Falls. We found him. We went up there, uh, played played uh, one one Sunday afternoon and... Uh, kind of a Bone Orchard reunion day, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, kind of a Bone Orchard old reunion Old guys, day. our old band. And That was at the Eagles. Club and this other that. guy uh, that was up there playing bass, uh, he... Uh, he was kind of getting getting way too hammered, man. He was just hammered, man. So, so we asked him, who was actually a guitar player up there playing, he said, well, can you just kind of fit in on the bass in front of you? Do you think you can do it? He goes, yeah, I think I'll give it a shot. And lo and behold, this guy was uh, yeah, oh, yeah. was a true player, and he, yeah. could, he, could, he could go with the flow. And so He's got we, killer so, history, too. So, so he, he liked us so much, he actually comes to rehearsal, drives 65 miles yeah. one way to wow. come to rehearsals on Tuesdays That's and Thursdays. right there. Yeah. That and, guy, yeah. And, and then we ran into this other nut called David T. Hall. And, <laughs> and he's a keyboard player. And, and, he's, and bass player. And bass player. Yeah. And he's just uh, he's just a, a real fun individual to play play, yeah. play music guy's with. guy's full so. of heart. He's, he fits Energetic. with us really well. Yeah. Yeah, so, we hand so we get a keyboard everybody. player. Yeah, so we're actually a five-piece. Uh, HD here is actually the lead guitar player. A place. smoking lead guitar player. Oh, yeah. oh, exactly. Most yeah, smoking. smoking. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have to thank my just, family once again, like I said. <laughs> got it all over the family. Yeah. So. And the most humble guitar player. You, oh, thank uh, you. Thank you. You uh, earlier talked about uh, your musical upbringing, and I was wondering for you guys, you know, a lot of guys uh, weaned in the 50s, 60s, into the 70s. Kind of a defining moment for a lot of musicians was uh, February 9th, 1963, the Ed Sullivan Show. Uh, right. I was wondering yeah. if that had an impact on you. And oh, big time. Was it a defining moment when maybe you said, that's it, well, that's what I'm going to do? When, when I was eight years old, I was, a, I was a Cub Scout, and I had a really hip den mother. And she uh, had us. She may help us make our own Beatles outfits. They made Beatles haircuts out of crepe paper. I made a drum set, uh, my first drum set, out of thirty-one flavors ice cream tubs. Nice. Cleaned them up, dried them out, and, wa- and painted them myself. 
and with tempera paint, I'm sure, and uh, some wire and some cut-off wooden spoons. And uh, we did the song, I Want to Hold Your Hand. That was my first stage Beatle production, Beatles song. Yeah. And uh, I was totally addicted. And I'd been playing drums for about six months before that first show, taking lessons in Hollywood, California, where I'm originally from. And um, I was addicted from then on. I knew that's where I wanted to be. So I ended up as a sound man for many, many years. Because I... I was too the excitement shy. of it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that was the really fun early days. Well, the Beatles when they did that Ed Sullivan show, it was kind of a, a more subdued time for me. But I seen the Beatles when they first landed, so to speak. Uh, I think they were outside, and all I remembered was these huge chain link fences that went up about fourteen, fifteen feet all the way around a place, and people falling off the top, climbing over. And cops <laughs> were running everywhere trying to grab these people. And they were just really mauling these guys while they were trying to sing their song. And to me, I went, oh, that's what I want to do. That's yes. right Climb there. a fence? That's, yeah. yeah. No, get the heck out of Dodge. You didn't mention no. that all the people were actually but, girls. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 I keep there that to myself. There wasn't one guy yeah, in there. Well. There were some worried guys in there worried about losing their girlfriends. Right. Yeah. Well, they did once they were there. That's yeah. for sure. Right? Oh, I would say uh, for me... Was like a two two weeks span when I was growing up in San Bernardino, California. My mom took me and my brother to go see this band called called Bo in the Haywoods or something like that, and they sang the song called "Billy Don't Don't Be a Hero." And I need to tell you what a letdown that was. <laughs> it was like, Mom, are you got to be kidding? And then, the, and then the ne- but the next weekend, Mom sent us to the stock car races at the Orange Show Speedway. And we didn't go to the stock car races. We went to go see Alice Cooper, Billion Dollar Baby Store. Yeah! That's inspiration for you, baby. And I'm telling you, and it was on from then on. It's like, okay, that's that's when when the guillotine chopped off the guy's head. That's me. All right, all right, we're on. And you've been chasing chickens and snakes ever since. I noticed you guys had the little midget in your act. Yeah, you noticed that too. I want to remind everybody that you can go see O Dark 30 on Saturday the 12th at Sound Harley Davidson in Marysville. Oh, Pick up a cop yeah. of their uh, uh, a copy of their CD there and uh, they'll be glad to uh, autograph it or whatever. They they, yeah. they just want to yeah. they want to get it into the hands of people and, and these guys these are great guys and they're they're supporting a great cause and, and we really enjoy that. Let's go to another track. O Dark 30. This is titled City People. <laughs> Stars, and you know they are. 
All right, that is City People, our band today, our guest, O-Dark 30. Yeah, that is great. Thank if you, you can't uh, get some snuggling off that song, yeah. you better you better pack yeah. your bags. You got the message <laughs> loud and clear. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, what does, that's what it does to them. It's, yeah. uh, it that's some slow dancing mojo right there. It there is. You and, and, you know, I mean, the song, the, the HD's riding around that song, and, and his uh, observation of the, uh, the human condition and... and and the need to fulfill certain things, you know, uh, comes through in that song really loud and clear. At the same time, it's comforting. And, yeah, and it's, it's not an opinionated thing. It's, it's just a, a real clear observation. And yeah, when, when he yeah. first played that song for me as a drummer, uh, I was just like taken back. Like, how can I simplify this thing enough not to spoil uh, a beautiful melody, beautiful line? And and still pull the the feel across, and it we, we we it came together in the studio about a year ago with Brent Drozier, and that and a plug for family there too. That's yeah, uh, HD and and uh, Brent Drozier are cousins. He's, yeah, cousins, cousins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, you know, thing about the the City People song is that inspired me the most is is that there's a lot going on that people didn't really know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just, you know, I see some of this when, you know, uh, people are on the streets and the actual life that they're not living or that they used to live has maybe been taken away by some unforeseen circumstances. But the people just kind of like walk right on by and they, they didn't even pay attention. Just I don't know if it's that they didn't really know what's going on or, or they just they're afraid of it. But I'm just trying to make people aware, uh, you know, uh, don't be afraid of this. Uh, it could be anybody, you know, just, you know, put out your hand and give them a, give them a help hand, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people are desensitized to what's just going on around yeah, them. Yeah, they're know? too busy doing this, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's all about peace and love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we touched a little earlier on uh, some of your uh, rock influences, but man, if you guys uh, cannot, you guys do the, the blue-eyed soul in a big way, what about uh, your soul influences? Because you guys really have got that. Oh, oh I, used to, I, I used to be way excited about Motown. I tell you, yeah, I, I go back and I watch some of those specials on uh, TBN, and, and they do a whole big thing about Motown was like a three-hour special, and I was, every song came up like I remembered myself just picturing me watching my little forty-five on this little box with a lid on it, you know, this heavy needle going, <laughs> you know, yeah. and oh man, I got sunshine. Yeah, the oh, man. Yeah. yeah, and then Eric Clapton threw a lot of stuff out, and you know, BB uh, uh, King, and you know, I, I really it's hard for me to pick any certain from Hendrix to you know uh, uh, Jeff Beck to you know just all, all the great guitarists and blues players out there that can. Uh, really show a fancy and a style. That's what I'm all about. Style. It's not playing a bunch of notes or just you know saying oh I can slam hammer and do chords and stuff. I I go with feeling and, and try to bring out the true style of the tone of the music of everything that's been done before. Because like I said, I'm I'm trying to bring out the family tradition and carry on and and spread the word. So we probably get more of that through HD than really comes through me because I'm uh, I'm not really a well versed lead player. I can, I mean, I'm a, I'm a jam up rhythm player. I mean, and that's what makes our yeah. thing really good, because I play my rhythm so well, yes. and then HD puts his layer on top of it. I mean, and that's where he really shines and makes our stuff come to fruition, and then brings my songs to another level. And and when I put a good good background track to what he plays lead. It really gels up good, and yeah. that's that's some of the cohesion that's that goes along with me, and 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 you know he he's he does have a good Motown, good soul background. For me in particular, it probably comes from the Neil Young, Bob Dylan, Grateful Dead 
kind of background, you know, influences that really, Mellencamp kind of stuff that really mm. knocks me out. Black Crows, mm. yeah. stuff like that. Slide guitar. I really love slide. Mm-hmm. And HD brings it when he brings on slide. So, Great. Yeah, like That's some you. of my stuff. I like a lot of texture. I mean, uh, as far as, you know, drumming goes, uh, my favorite stuff is stuff I can listen to over and over and over again. Um things that line up with melodies really well so that the songs stick with you afterwards you you, you go home and it's you can't get to sleep at night cuz you can't get the the earworm out of your out of your head <laughs> the song stuck in your head so i look for ways to uh to approach the 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 motown feel that we've got in a lot of our tunes but not not necessarily the weight of them uh, to keep it listenable and and repeatable uh, especially at our age, uh, to be able <laughs> to go right. out and play these Easy songs and, and make them sound good every time we play them. <laughs> well, guys, and, well that's definitely happening. Yeah. yeah, and we're at the end, man. We got it. We have to shut this down. But well, thank we you. We want to thank O Dark Thirty. No, thank in. you, Carrie, thank HD, you. and Ray. Everybody, get out on Saturday the twelfth. Oh, 12th. and there is one more show Saturday. We're doing two shows on Saturday. Oh, well, tell us. You got time. It. The second show is at the what used to be. The China Sea, which is now the All-Star Sports Bar and Grill in Des Moines, Washington. Yes. And we're playing the whole Great. We're playing the whole night there. We'll be doing a full night of all original music. Oh, yeah. Starting around uh, 8.30, 9 o'clock until Great. closing. Come on, baby. Come yeah. on. So Everybody Noon at Marysville on the 12th at Sound Harley. Yes. And then later that night in Double Des Moines. Show. In Des Moines at Great. the new All-Star Sports Bar previously. China Perfect. Prior was the Old China Sea. They still have the ping pong table. <laughs> but it's a brand new building, brand new facility. And I'll tell you what, the place, if you guys haven't been there, you got to check it out on a Friday or Saturday. It's always packed. Yeah, we'll definitely no, check we'll it out. It's a great venue. Yeah. Do they have the same bartender? Everybody uh, they have, <laughs> um, We do have oh, some yeah. famous bartenders there now, yes? Get we out do. there. Fun it's, people uh, there. Mary Kay will serve you up. Mary Kay is working there. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Uh, teacher night. All right. Yeah. Good, uh, good Karma Foundations. Uh, everybody support that. Get out there yes. and support ODARK30. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. See you next time. Appreciate it. Thank you. We want to thank O Dark Thirty for coming in, uh, man. I'm telling you, uh, next time we do a shindig, we got to have them in. Definitely great group of guys, highly seasoned and professional, and they just got it all. Great, sound. let's go racing. Yeah, yeah. Double D was over there. He got he got lost in the uh, gearhead talk on the way out the door. We were like, <laughs> I had to shut that down. So, all right, hey, let's do some birthdays. Now with birthdays of the living, here's a Northwest Convergence Zone's own Prince of the Pinata, Big D. All right. This week in Birthdays of the Living, you guys obviously know Mr. Purple. That's right. <laughs> or the or, or try to pronounce his symbol. Uh, yeah, Mr. Sign. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, you all know him by one name. He's born on June 7th in 1958, which is kind of hard to believe, man. I didn't realize he was a soul, but Prince, all around great musician, wonderful songwriter. Multiple instrumentalists, you know, the guy is just incredible. Hugely talented. Whether you dig his his uh, music or not, the the guy is one of the most talented uh, individuals in the music business. And this so. is one of the great driving songs of all time. Absolutely, especially when the Trojans run free. <laughs> <laughs> also, our man, uh, you know, he's a pirate. Uh, he was what was eating Gilbert Grape and uh, lots of great. I remember he was on Twenty One Jump Street. My man Johnny Depp Fantastic. was born on the ninth in nineteen sixty. 
63 and uh also the uh the wonder kid the the guy who the miraculous drive mr san francisco 49er himself joe montana that's right like i always say all the great quarterbacks are named joe <laughs> and so are the co-hosts <laughs> anyway joe was born on june 11 1956 those are birthdays of the living you see him walking around pat him on the back and wish him happy birthday now with birthdays from beyond here's a northwest convergence Zone's answer to art bell big joe <laughs> yeah i'll take some italian uh, a little vino sir a little scotch on the rocks in his hand but kind really of pasta you have it wasn't scotch on the rocks it was always an act it was tea or apple juice or apple juice he, yeah. it was just part of his thing that's right but uh, the great Dean Martin, one of the members of the Rat Pack, June 7th, 1917, would have been 92. And uh, if you see any of these people walking around, well, you might want to check it because I think you're a medium or a channeler or something. Uh, next up, an incredible force in music, Les Paul, a uh, guy that created a little guitar called the Les Paul. The electric guitar. Uh, overdubbing Les Paul. And uh, also, which I didn't know, the harmonica holder that oh, goes really? around your neck with the harmonica. Yeah, that was a Les Paul. That invention. Les Paul invented Never that. that. Thank you, Joe. June ninth, uh, nineteen fifteen would have been ninety four. And just another quick thing about Les Paul was it a bad car accident? Shattered his right arm. The doctors told him they could only set it in one position, so he had it set so that he could play and <laughs> hold his guitar and talk about dedication to music and Steve Miller's Godfather. Wow. And next up. Nice trivia there. Next up, uh, at the end of the Super Bowl, they give away a trophy named after this guy, Double D. Any ideas? Um, Probably not, but is it? Like the Heisman? <laughs> I have no idea. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's close not to a the bad. Pros. That's not a bad stat. That is not a trophy. Bad. Yeah, and they do give it away at, at the least end I of the season. Yeah, you, nice. You get working on that trivia book. Uh, it's it's Vince Lombardi, the coach of the oh. Packers, uh, Super Bowl champion, trophy. June eleventh, nineteen thirteen. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Would have yes. been 96. That's our motto. Yeah. <laughs> and that is Birthdays from Beyond. Thank for you, this Big week. Joe. We appreciate that. All right. Hey, our next guest is somebody that we've wanted in here for a long time. Uh, he's a really sharp cat, smart guy. Uh, I've always enjoyed his articles. And uh, he is the editor and writer for the Weekly Volcano. His name is Matt Driscoll. We sat down with him and had a little chat. All right, everybody. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Uh, uh, our next guest on the big program today is Matt Driscoll. He's the uh, editor and the head writer for our weekly volcano down here in the South Sound. Uh, they call it, quote, an alternative paper or whatever, but everybody sees it. It's around town. You pick it up. You find out about where the bands are playing. It's got great articles. And uh, we're just pleased as punch to have Matt in with us. Matt, thanks for being on The Zone. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pleased to be here. It's, uh, I, you know, I've, I've heard plenty about you guys, but it's nice to be invited into the cave here. Until, uh, you know. <laughs> no, we're we're so happy because I followed you for a long time. I I, I read the the volcano every week. I and I'm not ashamed to admit this. We can't be everywhere at once, so I rely on you guys. You have a great website, and we rely on you guys to uh, tell us who's hip, what's going on around town, and uh, we follow your lead. A lot of times, we uh, uh, we learn about bands through you guys, venues through you guys, what's going on, and uh, festivals and so forth. And you guys do a bang up job. Let's go first to uh, to your history. Tell us about uh, your history as a journalist and and how you ended up at the volcano and and your just your 
you know progression into sure. that yeah i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry uh my i i don't know you guys have been around tacoma for a while so maybe you're familiar but my dad was a staff writer at the tacoma reporter yes uh which uh now defunct been de- defunct for quite some time but uh I was young and, uh, you know, as a young man, kind of, uh, I don't, I don't want to say aimless, but, you know, not exactly sure which way life was going to go. And my, luckily, my dad was uh, the staff writer at the uh, at the reporter. And so I, uh, I, I always had an interest in music. So I kind of just started freelance and doing some music stuff here and there when I was, you know, actually, I was I was 19, 20. I wasn't old enough to, to get into the clubs yet, but I was writing about <laughs> a lot of this stuff. Uh, and you know, I just kind of, I just kind of kept doing that. It felt like, uh, I mean, I've been blessed that writing is kind of something that comes easy to me. I mean, it's a, it's a passion of mine, but it's, you know, some people have it and some people don't, and I've just kind of always had it. So, you know, the pieces just kind of lined up, uh, and then the, the report, you know, I slowly but surely, uh, had more responsibilities at the reporter and then, then, you know, um, the economy it went under and then ron ron swarner at the at the volcano i you know i was off for a couple months there and then he just hit me up and asked me if i wanted to uh uh contribute to the volcano and that was maybe circa 2002 2003 uh and so i freelanced for him through my time at evergreen and then uh after evergreen i moved down to portland because that seemed like what everybody was doing my my, my <laughs> wife and i moved down to portland for a year uh and you've got some experience writing for the Portland Mercury down there, which is owned by the same people who own The Stranger. It's very similar paper, uh, right. just Portland's version. Uh, and then, luckily, the volcano expanded into uh, into a slightly bigger uh, version. And, uh, you know, just from my experience working there, you know, I'd been freelancing for five or six, seven years by then. Uh, so Ron offered me the full-time job. And, you know, I've always been real passionate about uh, about Tacoma. I've, I've always liked it here. I've, I kind of, I, I'm uh, the underdog town has a, has a big appeal to me and so you know I jumped at the opportunity to get out of Portland because I was never quite cool enough for Portland anyways uh, and so we moved back up and I've been doing that I've been uh, going on three years now at the at full time at the volcano oh that's great now did you go to high school here uh, Puyallup High School you went to Puyallup yeah, High very yeah, good Vikings. all right Vikings yeah, that's yeah right. a little South Sound action right there absolutely and I should not to interrupt you but there was a there was a uh, article in the uh, speaking of Puyallup there was an article in the Trib about uh, Mr. Heward uh, retired and I, he was a football coach of mine, so I don't know if anybody's listening that might, uh, you know, know Mr. Heard, but I, I wanted to, you know, he's retiring after a long career there. So. That's right. And as a as a uh, diehard dog myself, uh, all the uh, Heward boys that uh, he supplied to uh, the UW. So Absolutely. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got some quality genes there, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Now, I wanted to ask you uh, a little bit about um, your writing style. I I, I, I was following you as you went down to South by here recently, and then you just did a, a nice blogging piece about the Sasquatch Fest. And um, <clears throat> you have a real creative eye when you go in. It's always something. It's it's not the uh, oh here's the band, here's what here's what happened, and uh, you know it's that's boring because it's basically a recap. But you always kind of take you, you look at a different angle and you give us a different view of what's going on. How does that go through your mind? Are you looking for that? Or is that just is that something that comes natural to you, or do you work at that? Uh, I mean, I I think a lot of it comes natural. I mean, I agree with you that I mean, when you talk about covering something like South by Southwest or, or Sasquatch, uh, the idea of just 
uh, recapping a band's set list, and, and I mean that's pretty boring to me. Uh, I know you know boring to a lot of us. I know uh, there are pe- you know if you read the comments after my Sasquatch piece, I know <laughs> so, some people uh, that's apparently what they're looking for. Uh, but uh, um, with with me, I mean I'm you know I love music, uh, but I've never I never wanted to call myself a music critic because I just I think that's kind of a bunk term. I mean music is is sound vibrations that go into your ear, and if they make you happy, who I, who am I to say that that's you know somehow not worthy? So I'm I'm far more interested in you know the overall scenes, the culture. Uh, I mean, being at Sasquatch this last week, and the thing I kept thinking about was. Um, you know, music in the '70s when it got kind of grandiose and and it and it kind of really reflected the time there. You know, everything was uh, was was um, you know very flamboyant, and you know there was you know Studio Fifty Six, and it, and it kind of reflected in the music. And then so I'm sitting there at Sasquatch, and I'm watching kind of these kids kids running around, and I'm just you know it dawned on me. You know, the thought was how does how does today's society, the instant gratification of the internet and downloadable, and everybody's got a short and attention span how does that kind of how is that reflected in the music that kids are, are listening to today so you know i was far more interested in 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 you know setting the overall scene and 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 just kind of doing something different doing something that's uh, that's a little bit that's not what you're going to read in just just everywhere else well, i so, thought it was a stellar piece i appreciate that not everyone did, but I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, this seems odd. It seems like Matt should be asking us the questions. <laughs> this is. It's odd for me to be on this side of the, uh, on the microphone. So. Well, I wanted to ask you, uh, Matt, as someone who has their finger on the pulse of the Tacoma music scene, what's your uh, take on kind of the state of the union of what's happening and where the music scene in Tacoma is right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um I think I mean I think the state of the, the of the music scene is probably stronger than excuse me than I've seen it seen it in a while. I mean you talk about I mean the indie scene seems really strong right now with the kids coming out of the school of the arts especially. I think that's added a lot of a lot of energy to the scene that maybe hasn't been there in the past. Tacoma's always been a metal town, so I mean you definitely have that going on. Um, I'm not I, I don't have my finger on the pulse of hip hop. I wouldn't say, but just from the people that I work with and I know. I know there's a lot of stuff going on, um, but the one the one thing we've got all these clicks, and I think the next step is kind of to work together. So you know because we've got a, we've got a strong indie scene, sure, but you know it kind of it, it compartmentalizes itself just to kind of stay within that scene, and then maybe you've got a strong metal scene, and it kind of compartmentalizes itself. And so I, I mean I think for growth for the future, the it, it has to be about these scenes kind of. Um, coming together and, and, and working for a common a common good, which I think is happening. I feel like it's happening, and, and you know I, I'm sure it's going to be a slow process. But you know there are a couple festivals coming up in in June. There's the Grit City Festival, and there's also the Squeak and Squawk Festival. And these festivals just happen to happen basically within a 10 day period. Um, Squeak and Squawk is more of a niche, and Grit City is kind of more all over the board. But you know there's going to be a 10 day period in Tacoma where there's pretty much great shows going on. All Almost every night, um, but how nice would it be if those two things were were kind of combined? You know, because it's all, they're already going here, um, and so I I don't know. I feel like the the music scene is strong. Um, of course, there are, there are, there's room for improvement, but the you know the scenes working the the, the individual 
genres kind of working together more would be, I, I think, what needs to happen. Yeah, we also have the Hemp Fest coming up. Right, exactly. And uh, it's another one that's an all-day festival. Right, you've got Taste the, of Tacoma's doing uh, has music going. Music and Arts in Wright Park. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on, and you know, and it is true, and that's that's one of the reasons that we're here, and it's like we always say, we're not in competition with anybody. We really, what we want to do is we want to bring everybody together, right. Right. and that's why we have all different styles of bands and, and you know, artists and comedians on here because a lot of talent down here in the south sound now i'm just curious uh you guys down at the volcano i'm, I'm wondering because we get out and we, we talk to a lot of the bands and the people that are out there do you realize how much attention is paid to you guys and in what you say about bands clubs uh events Oh, uh, there's a, there's a, I'm just, what's the right answer to that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yes and no, maybe. Do you guys I mean, get solicited a lot? Do you guys, uh, you know, from the bands are like, Hey, oh, yeah. pr promote us, push us, push us. And then, and how do you like sift through that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, again, it's a matter of, uh, it's a matter of taste. I, I would say, I mean, we do get solicited a lot. I, do, I certainly feel within the last couple of years, the volcano has made serious strides, just kind of improving the overall package. And I think that's paid off in terms of the readership. I definitely think the paper is more popular than it's ever been in the past. And, you know, that, that works along with the music scene and the art scene. I mean, this all, all this stuff kind of, uh, all this thing, this stuff kind of works together. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you, you feel it. And I mean, you hope that people are reading it, but I'm also a pretty humble guy. So, I mean, I don't, there's still people who, you know, I tell them what I do and they're like, what? So, I, <laughs> uh, you know. We get I, that same reaction. Right. <laughs> I, I, we haven't taken over the world yet or anything like that, but I, I certainly feel like we're moving in the right direction. And in terms of, of how we how we choose what we cover, uh, uh, I mean, it's a matter of taste. And luckily I've got uh, a number of of you know, talented, uh, people, you know, kind of working with me in the, in the music department. And we just, you know, we just try to say what's, what's worthy of, of, of print. And we, we just go from there. And luckily there is usually a lot of stuff that's, that's worthy of it. Matt, do you see uh, weekly such as the volcano as the torchbearers now of print media, especially with a lot of the, um, some of the major dailies going down, um, in the last few years? Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's a, if, if it's a torchbearer situation, but I certainly feel like, um, uh, I mean, the weeklies, the weeklies like us are, are lucky because we, we have a niche and, you know, I mean, thank goodness that I don't write for, for a daily. I mean, I, I have faith <laughs> that over time it's all going to iron itself out and, you know, stuff like this, stuff like this happens. And I don't, I don't fear that print journalism is going to, uh, go away for good but I, I do think there are some kinks that need to be worked out and I, you know I assume over time they will get worked out because there's a need for it um, but uh, I mean in answer to your question I, I don't know if torchbearers the really the but I think our, our presence is more important than ever um, because you know and and I don't mean to knock on the trib at all but I mean you can see that the cuts that they've had to had to make I mean how could that not uh, affect the coverage that they're they're able to give I mean they're doing it with less people than they than they you know had two or three years ago um, and you know that uh, again, I'm not trying to knock on the trip, but you, just the overall situation. I mean, you know, that's you, the 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 press, the free press, serves a very vital role in our in our community, and a lot of people tend to forget that. You know, I mean, uh, without the free press, what do you you know? Without people watching what's going on, you know, that's that's a dangerous road to go down. So uh, certainly, I feel like our job. Uh, 
is more important than than ever. Um, you know, I don't I don't think the trip's going to go away, and I don't think print journalism is or dailies are going to go away. I just think they, you know, there things need to get ironed out, and people need to figure out how to make some money advertising on the internet. And once that stuff <laughs> once that stuff gets worked out, can I, I you think share we'll that right. with us? Oh, I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> you guys have figured it out. Yeah, I, well, just just as a quick follow up, uh, uh, any feelings or opinions about guys like Rupert Murdoch? Ted Turner, the way that uh, a lot of the the media has just been pushed together and the control situation. Yeah, uh, I mean it's uh, it's troubling. I mean, there's a lot there are a lot of troubling things. Uh, I mean, not specifically to Rupert Murdoch, but I think the thing that troubles me the most is uh, the way that the internet and the constant flow of, of information has once again, kind of similar to the bands we were talking about, has allowed people to uh, kind of wall themselves off. And, you know, you you can read the type of newspaper that already tells you what you think. You can watch the TV show, that are, the news TV show that kind of reinforces what you already think. And you can read the blogs that already reinforce what you... And, in, you know, in the, in the old days, there was the nightly news and you it was kind of, you know, you, you made your decisions after, you know, it had been given to you. But now, you know, uh, it's just so people can wall themselves off. And then, you know, it just becomes kind of this echo chamber of, you know, the, the ideas bouncing off each other and growing louder and growing louder. And you don't understand the, the other side anymore because you don't ever see the other side because, you know, you're living in these different worlds where you're watching different news and reading different newspapers. And uh, so, I mean, there are there are a lot of troubling things about the way that uh, I guess society in general and media as a reflection uh, are going, but I still have faith that in the, <laughs> end, in the end we'll be all right. Yes. Well, we kind of talked, uh, you know, we kind of zeroed in on the music aspect of, of the volcano, but I, I go to the volcano for fun. It's a very fun uh, weekly newspaper, and you guys have a really cool event going on this month. You guys have been pushing it. It's the best of Tacoma edition that's coming up. Uh, well, it'll be it'll be put out at the end of July, but everybody can go and vote now. Right, right. Yeah, the voting, the, I mean, it is coming out. I think it's the last Thursday in July, late July. Uh, but the, the important thing for right now is we are uh, soliciting votes from the, the from the public to, you know, tell us who's, who is the best of Tacoma. And I should note, when we say best of Tacoma this year, this will be the first year ever that we're inco- incorporating um, general the general area. So you know you can vote for a place in Puyallup or a place in Gig Harbor. Or, uh, so it's not it's not just specifically Tacoma, which I think is kind of exciting. Yeah, no, that's cool. And also, uh, I go to the volcano to learn about uh, you know like good food. The good eats, where uh, where the, the 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 clubs are, what's happening, and uh, also uh, the article you wrote, I don't know, it was a couple of uh, pa- papers ago about the uh, the poop. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because my wife goes down to the Tagger all the time. I've been down there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell that stuff was, well, but you filled me in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's that a was good, a real shitty article. Good, a good percentage of it is poop. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah. That it's uh, we certainly. I you know I've done a lot of stuff. I've driven a forklift in a lumber yard. I've I've done a lot. You know, uh, did a couple weeks at Target until I couldn't you know bear it anymore. And this is cer- <laughs> certainly the most fun I've ever had uh, collecting a paycheck easily. Great, great. Uh, the last uh, thing that I wanted to ask you is uh, on your on your blogging. Um, how does that come as an as an extension to your writing? 
Um, do you approach that differently than when you're writing a print article that's going to appear? Right. Uh, I think a professional journalist would probably tell you that they do a little bit. Me, not so much. Um, you know, I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I don't follow any sort of dead set journalistic rules when I'm writing for print versus writing, writing for the web. Uh, you know, you can be a little bit more free form on the web just be, just because, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I like to be kind of freeform in print too. I don't, I don't like to box myself in. So yeah, I mean, the, 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 there's slight differences, and uh, in in the paper, I'm sure as people have noticed, we have to we have to bleep out the little cuss words, and on the on the blog, we don't have to bleep them out. So that's, a little less limitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, theweeklyvolcano.com is a great source for. I mean, you can go there uh, every day, and it's updated. It's great articles. Um, you know, during the week, it's always refreshed, and and I visit that all the time. And you guys have the weekly spew and yeah. great stuff, man. Um, I just want to ask you a couple of things just on a personal note, just you, um, just us. Sure. Favorite club in town? Favorite club? Or favorite place to go see a show? Uh, well, you know... <sighs> It's hard. It's hard to go against Hell's Kitchen just because. Just because I feel a certain. I, I feel like uh, the growth of the volcano and the growth of our scene in general owes a lot to Hell's Kitchen. Uh, you know, because I certainly remember a time when there wasn't any Hell's Kitchen, and uh, that's so. You know, while I don't always quite have the mustache or the sideburns to hang out with uh, <laughs> just grab a PBR you fit yeah, right in right uh, <laughs> and then you know musically musically uh, I mean the New Frontier has been doing great shows but w one of the one of the places I'm seriously excited about right now is is the Den at Urban Exchange and it's it's a, it's a somewhat new uh, all ages uh all ages spot. They've got tea in the back. Uh, you know, it's not it's not a bar scene at all. But some of the shows that those kids are bringing in are, are just really impressive. And it, you know, I, I I feel like you know there are bands down in Portland and bands in in Seattle that are talking about Tacoma because some of this real DIY stuff that's going on that maybe wouldn't otherwise. And so some of the shows that I see them bringing in are just really impressive. I mean, they had uh, they had. Uh, um, uh, 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 Jaguar Love. Uh, the day before they played Sasquatch, they were at they were at the Den at Urban Exchange, and then they went to play Sasquatch on Saturday. And you know, I mean, not that Jaguar Love is the hugest band in the world, but you know, just the fact that we're drawing a band like that to Tacoma on a yeah. on a Sunday the day before they're playing Sasquatch. I mean, that's pretty cool to me. Oh, that's I, definitely it, notable. Yeah. Uh, favorite. Uh, either article or assignment that you've been sent out on, you know, like you were like, okay, now this is worth, you know, all the crap that I have to put up with all the, right. all the crummy stuff. This is the one. Right. Well, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to pick a, a specific one. I mean, there are ones that have been a lot of fun and then there are ones that I'm specifically proud of. Mm -hmm. Um, I, a couple years ago, uh, are you guys familiar with Robert the Traveler Hill? Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. More a than couple, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, I, inter I, I did, a, did a story on him um, a couple years ago, and, uh, you know, I always like to ask the, the, the people that I'm interviewing to kind of pick a spot for the interview because I, I, it gives a little bit of insight into, you know, them. And so he, he of course, picked Deja Vu. And so... <laughs> I inter I interviewed Robert the Traveler Hill at at Deja Vu and got to put the the you know the the ten dollar cover and the seven dollar drink or whatever on the volcano.
you know, uh, <laughs> oh, you know account there. Ron's so, like, what? Right. So that that was, you know, that's funny to joke about. Uh, and, it, you know, I think that turned into a good story. And then more recently, uh, I did a story on... Um, uh, his, his name is Michael Allen. He's a UWT uh, professor, and he's also the co-author of uh, Patriots History of the United States, which is the rebuttal to uh, Zins, a people's history of the... Mm-hmm. And that book got mentioned on Glenn Beck, uh, and then, of course, they were on the New York Times bestsellers list just for, for the mention. And so... I, I did a couple interviews with Michael Allen, and you know I'm I'm a you know I went to Evergreen. I'm a I'm a bleeding heart liberal, <laughs> uh, and, but you know kind of what I was talking about about people walling themselves off and, and not understanding the other side. Uh, you know, I, I had a couple interviews with him, and it's it's just amazing to me how how people really tend to have more in common than than they actually you know you get a couple people like that who you would think would be kind of polar opposites but when it comes really down to it he drinks pbr and we have things in common and you know it's it's guys weren't fighting in the parking lot right no and and, you know and i think as an alternative uh as an alternative paper which we do like to call ourselves i mean a lot of times it's just so obvious right now an alternative paper obviously has to be far left and then you've got the right and i think kind of one of the most alternative things we could do right now is try not to you know, just get into the the general stereotyping and name calling that you know is associated with that. I mean, let's try to understand kind of you know. I mean, I'm sure I have political differences with 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 Michael Allen, but uh, you know, I just to just paint him as an idiot because Glenn Beck endorsed him. I don't think that that doesn't serve anybody any purpose other than to kind of further the rift we've already got. So I was I was proud of the way that that turned out just because I got bashed from my liberal friends and my conservative friends. So I I feel like you did your job. I must have done all right there. <laughs> yeah. Great. All right. Well, uh, before we let you go, and it just goes so fast because I got so many that questions. Was quick. Uh, yeah, I, I want to ask Matt, and we love the volcano and the volcano weeklyvolcano.com. We got to ask you the Big Ten. This is something that we do occasionally, and it's just 10 quick questions so people can get to know you. We see your name on the articles all the time, and uh, you're the man about town, but, uh, you know, kind of a mystery man. All right, let's roll. All right, your favorite food. Favorite food is uh, pizza. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, All right, what kind of car are you driving? (laughs) 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 I've got a uh, a sweet 88 Toyota Camry or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have the muffler on there? No, 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 no muffler. Yeah, the 88 Camrys, the brakes work. Yes. That's true. So if you're into sports, what's your favorite team? Oh, there you go. I'm from Denver, so I'm Bronco fan. Oh, Seahawks fans are going to love you. Yeah, that's right. All right. And this is a double D question right here. What's your favorite tool to work with? Favorite tool to work with? God. Does a keyboard count? Or do Absolutely. I have, do I have, there yeah. you go. Yeah. 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 That works. Nice. Very good. Uh, pulled that out of the fire yeah. there. Well, what's the first, uh, I don't know, for you, it was maybe an album. Album or CD, what's the first... Uh album you bought this is really going to date me uh and, and show you not date me in a in a in an old way it's i think people are kind of surprised by how young i am sometimes but the first uh the first album i ever bought was pearl jams 10 yeah. really yeah wow yeah, yeah, but not stuff. a bad choice no, no. i was i, lo- I was lucky start. to come of age right kind of at yeah, that time i mean you know i mean i feel bad for kids coming of age today but uh yeah luckily we we had some good music yeah right? good times then yeah. uh for you uh, what's a can't miss tv show right now Oh man, you know we don't watch too much TV, but we're we're all strung out on Mad Men on DVD. So I'm very good. Yeah, yeah nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, your favorite movie of all time? 
Favorite movie of all time. You know, gosh, I'm not I'm not a huge movie person, so that's gonna take a it's gonna take a minute for me to to, to think of um, or just one you like. Just just <laughs> how about that? Just one I like. Um well, I comedy wise, uh, I think forgetting Sarah Marshall is 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 pretty good. Nothing wrong with that. It's a good Ooh, flick. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, I think I know the answer to this. So uh, let's go on a personal level. What's your last favorite concert you attended? Last favorite concert I attended. Um, because I know you were just at the Sasquatch Festival, right? Um, you know, I've got a list of uh, I've got a list of shows I've seen that kind of are are up there. Uh, I saw I saw the Who at the Tacoma Dome when Pete Townsend cut his finger doing the windmill. <laughs> I was there. That was a pretty awesome show. That was um, totally awesome. I saw. Um, Weezer, after they had taken the huge hiatus, kind of after after their second album, and then they were off for like five years, and then they came back and they did this tiny, tiny club show at the Aladdin in, in Portland, and mm-hmm. that was pretty cool because I, I had been a Weezer fan. And then I saw uh, Pearl Jam's got to be on there somewhere. I think, I, you know, I've seen them like 10 or 12 times, but uh, there was a second show at Key Arena. I think it was before the George W. Bush election, like the day before that in 2000, I think that's the show I'm recalling, which was just amazing. But Pearl Jam's on there like a couple of times. It seems like every time I, I see them, they kind of outdo what they've done last, what they did last time. But Pearl Jam has to be on Perfect. there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, someone's buying around. What's your favorite drink? What is my favorite drink? Uh, you know, I like, uh, this goes back to the, the madman, uh, madman obsession, but I've been into old fashions lately. Oh, very yeah. good. All right. Yeah. Uh, PBR works too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's old fashioned also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're a Northwest guy. We're just always curious about this. What's your favorite place in the Northwest? Favorite place in the Northwest? I, you know, T-Town, man. <laughs> Perfect. And we're glad to have you here. Yeah. All right. Matt Driscoll has been our guest. And like I say, it's gone way too fast because we have tons of questions for Matt. Hope you'll be able to come back in sometime. Abs- anytime, guys. I, re- uh, I Honestly, I appreciate this. This is too no, cool. it's, uh, we're, We've been looking forward to this for a long time. And we're big supporters of the Volcano. And uh, everybody, check out the Volcano. Also, vote in their Best of Tacoma uh, edition. And yep. check out the, uh, volca- the weeklyvolcano.com. Matt, thanks so much. Yeah, Thank absolutely. It should, I should note it's just weekly volcano.com in case somebody tries to put the the in there it's just yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. weekly volcano.com and they that can, might be a bad site and they will find all the info for voting on the on the best of uh tacoma there so Great. i would appreciate it if people went thanks matt yeah thanks, absolutely matt. thank you Hey, man, Mark Driscoll, what a smart guy, right? Yeah, definitely. And a lot of fun. He was a great, great guy to have in here and uh, might be working on a little side thing with uh, Matt. That'd be nice, but it was a great interview. But like I said, I felt strange. I felt like he should be asking the questions. Right. Well, and you know what I never got around to <laughs> was what was the whole 3D thing on their... Oh, uh, yeah. Y- you know, on their poll. The, oh, the best of Tacoma, uh, but must, hey, but you know what? If we get the little side thing going, he can come in and explain yeah, it. Yeah, it must include glasses. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Where do we do we get the real D glasses <laughs> or the old school three D glasses? Right. I don't know. But thanks, Matt, for coming in, and everybody, uh, check out the Weekly Volcano and weeklyvolcano.com. All right, hey, it's time for this week in music history. Now here's a doctor of rock himself, Big Joe, with this week in music history. Love this song. Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones. Killer drums. And uh, he uh, jumped on the uh, sitar playing early. You can hear him playing this on that, or playing the sitar on this. Uh, Brian Jones, June 8th, 
1969 founding member of the Rolling Stones. Uh, he left the Stones saying he no longer saw eye to eye with the rest of the band. Uh, he died three months later, tragically, at the bottom of his swimming pool. And uh, some of the conspiracy theorists say it was murder. Oh. But, but he was an innovative guy, innovative guitar player, and he was also a style maven. He he was a very stylish guy, stylish guy probably responsible for a lot of that uh carnaby street stuff you know yeah back in back in the 60s but exactly yep brian jones he's missed all right rolling stones one of the greatest rock bands of all time all right thanks uh all right i wanted to uh, just say hello to all of our new listeners uh this is the northwest convergence zone this is what we do a lot of new people out at the shindig we had last night uh i also want to mention i forgot to mention these guys earlier jaded mary stopped in the house right uh that was a special treat uh we didn't they didn't play we maybe should have had them bring their instruments next time we're going to do that but uh hopefully they're going to be on the show next week i believe so jaded mary in the house and uh thanks again to everybody who showed up just want to tip you off real quick to our next event and it's not it's not until august it'll be friday the 13th but we're just going to announce it now and then we'll ramp it up later but it's going to be at hell's kitchen Five bands. It's going to be uh, only ten bucks, and the five bands are the Vile Red Falcons, Sweet Kiss Mama, uh, Clover Jane, and China Davis, and Jar of Flies. That's a Northwest Convergence Zone presents. We're calling it our Summer Crush. And if you got a lanyard last night and you show up, it's only five bucks for you guys. That's right. And hopefully you don't have tridiscophobia. Which would be <laughs> the fear of the number thirteen. <laughs> so make sure you come out. No, because if you come out, it'll be a lucky night for everybody. <laughs> That's right. All right, everybody. Hey, this has been another edition of the Northwest Convergence Zone. We want to thank you all so much for listening in. I'm Big D. This is Big Joe. This is Double D. And this has been the Northwest Convergence Zone, where all things come together. All right, let's go out with a little O Dark Thirty and a tune called Hey. Yes. Guys, killer. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Well, if you're gonna do it, I say do it with someone you love. And if you're going through it, I say do it with someone you love. This has been a production of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.